Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me, every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Dr. Charles Sophie is the author of Family Values, Reset Trust, Boundaries, and Connection with Your Child. I met Dr. Sophie when he did an event with my friend Rebecca Raphael here in New York City at Lisa Blau's house, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to have you on my podcast. He was quite a character, and I couldn't wait to have him on a few months later, which is now. Dr. Charles Sophie is a psychiatrist and the former medical director of the County of Los Angeles Department of Children and Family Services. He has been a staple on Dr. Phil for the last 20 years. He now brings his experience and expertise to his book, Family Values, continuing his work on repairing parent-child relationships, just as he did in his previous publication, Side by Side, the Revolutionary Mother-Daughter Program for Conflict-Free Communication. 
In addition to his work with Dr. Phil, Dr. Sophie has appeared on television programs such as Today, Good Morning America, CNN's Larry King Live, Anderson Cooper 360, and on the Fox News Channel. Welcome, Dr. Sophie. Thanks so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss family values, reset trust, boundaries, and connection with your child. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So you are a total expert. Tell me what this book delivers that nobody else can deliver for parents who are out there. This book delivers a simple way to take a look at you as a parent, your family as a whole, be able to find out what are the strengths of your family, build a role, a roadmap on those strengths to be able to get to the places where you need to get a little bit stronger. And it's a simple way to look at everybody and as a whole, an individual, and get to a better place as a whole and really build the value of a family that we've seemed to lose over time. So you have a whole section on dealing with our own baggage, which is very interesting yes. because, of course, as parents and co-parents and everything, we all enter into parenting with a whole set of preconceived experiences, notions, all of that. How do we navigate our own baggage? And how do we well, how do we optimize it for for potential good things? Well, like you just said, we all have preconceived notions, baggage, whatever. I don't think anybody really takes the time to take a look at that baggage, those notions, and the parenting that they want to do. And then they're also probably most cases co-parenting with somebody who has their own set of notions, baggage, etc. And when nobody's looking at any of that stuff, you're coming together with unknown stuff and then you're being triggered by children. So when you have a two-year-old, you're going to be triggered in certain ways that are going to trigger things about you when you were two, whether you're aware of it or not. So the more you can do inventory of yourself, the better off it is. And I mean, it sounds really cumbersome to say, well, take inventory and know yourself better as a parent before you parent. And it's a lot of work, but I'm talking about just general things to be able to know the things that really upset you. So you know, most parents say, well, I already know those things. and I'm going to do the exact opposite of what my mother and father did. But guess what? That's what leads you right back into doing what they did because you're blind to it. So acknowledging it, understanding it, and really just seeing it will help you prevent from doing things that you don't want to do. And how how can everybody in the family band together to have the same goal, right? Like in analyzing family systems and all of that, obviously everybody wants the best for their kids. But how do you advise actually working through this, like tactically? Well, I think it starts with the parents. If there's both parents there, they have to come to a place where they can agree on code, you know, co-mingled strengths. So list the strengths of each one of you as an individual parent and the strengths of each one of your children, and then see what the strengths of your family should be built upon. That's the foundation. If you can agree upon that foundation of strengths between the two parents, then that's what you present to your children to build upon. And then allow your children their own individuality of their strengths and stuff so that everybody has input. But we all agree to disagree, but come together at some point on strengths. Interesting. When I was at the event with Rebecca Raphael, somebody was asking a question about uh, their child who couldn't fall asleep. And there was so much anxiety and people nicely suggested maybe it was time for that child to see an expert in the field and even potentially medication. How do you feel about how, how do you advise parents after they've sort of used up all of the, all of their own resources in terms of parenting? How do they know when it's time to reach out to an expert, when it's time to bring in sort of reinforcements and how should parents think about that? Well, it's always good to do whatever you think you know to do. You can talk to your your 
your co-parent or whatever, but there's nothing wrong with asking your pediatrician or your doctor or somebody that you're close to spiritually or whatever. Always get advice, but do what feels right to you. But at a certain point when it's starting to influence the rest of the family or the actual daily activities of that child because they're not sleeping or it's disrupting the house, then that's a sign to you that there's something deeper going on. Your child can't fall asleep because they're too anxious or they're waking up throughout the night or they can't separate from you and they have to sleep in your bed with you. There are issues in that their behavior is telling you. So behavior is what speaks. So if somebody is, if a kid is sleeping in bed with you every night, what should that tell you? Well, it should tell you either that you're allowing it because you don't want to be alone with your partner. (laughs) Or or it could tell you that your child has separation issues. And the best way to get your child to feel good about themselves is no matter how you can do it, carry them back to their bed, even when they're asleep, so that they can wake up in their own bed and feel successful. They won't know that they went there 10 minutes before they woke up. They could be there all night. But the feeling of waking up and success is what is the strength that you build upon. Interesting. How did you end up in this field? I ended up in this field because I actually went, when I was in med school, I had a job at night and I wasn't able to get to psychiatry class in the morning and I didn't have (laughs) because of my absences and I had to take it in the summer and I ended up loving it. (laughs) So it was the, um, was 14. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. So, but why, why kit? I mean, why this area that's psychiatry is so broad. I think because as I went through all of the very, variations of rotations in general psychiatry, I really saw that a lot of the childhood stuff that I personally went through, because I grew up in Pennsylvania, my dad was a coal miner, we didn't have a whole lot. And I struggled a lot. And um, I'm also gay. And so I was gay in a small town with all that other stuff. And it was not easy. And I struggled. And I saw that if I only had somebody to help or talk to, it would have made a huge difference. And as I started to do child psychiatry, Talking to to a child made such a huge difference and it changed their life that you could change a kid's life one at a time. I wanted to try to do that. Wow, that's beautiful. It's really nice. Do you feel like there's something in, I feel, let me rephrase this. I feel like there's something even just in validating the feelings that kids have that is gives them such a sense of sort of autonomy and feeling good about themselves and all of that. Like, how do you feel? I feel like just being able to focus on on the kids is so huge even though a lot of them like say they might not want to do it. So how do you how do you feel about that and tell me like an example of of a child that you've been working with who came in feeling one way and left feeling another way and how that felt to you. Well, I think my biggest thing that I tell people all the time is we don't respect childhood enough mm-hmm. as adults. And I think children are not they're not without emotions and intuitions and and feelings. And so they know when they're not being respected. It doesn't have to take a total violation for them to get it. They know when they're not being treated well, or they're being slighted or disrespected. So I think if we start at a place of respecting a child, that's the best place to start. And that's what I do. So if I have a child that comes in, and I see a kid this week, who comes in, doesn't want to see me, but, you know, I'm not there to tell them, to listen, you know, tell them that their parents brought them in. What's your problem? Why are you a problem? All that. I just say, you know, tell me why you think you're here. Tell me why you don't want to be here. And then we talk about everything else, but why they're there from mm-hmm. music to school to their friends. And it's really about respecting them, letting them know that I'm just not placating them. I'm not trying to buy them and pull them in. I really am interested in who they hang out with, why they hang out with them, why they like that music. 
and just, you know, connect on technology and all that kind of stuff. That's why, you know, the hipper I can be and connect with them, the better. And it's building that trust. And it may take a month, it may take two months, but I keep telling parents that's money in the bank because when they do have an issue, they're going to come right to me. And every single time that's what happens. Because even years later, I have kids who are now graduating college and going out into the workforce and they still reach back to me, asking me, you know, advice or what do you think about this? Or I'm dating this girl and this is what happened. So it's that trust building and respect that has to start. Wow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So there are tons of psychiatrists out there, obviously, but not everybody ends up sort of collaborating with Dr. Phil and all of that. How did that happen? Like, how did you ascend to to this sort of level of visibility and all of that? It's it's honestly nothing that I strived for. I just, again, like psychiatry, I tripped into it. But I think when you have a strength at something and you're guided to something, you just follow it. I had been the medical director for DCFS, Children's Services here in Los Angeles. and um, he was struggling with his Britney Spears stuff and he had gone to see her. And I think he had come out and talked about her a little bit and the media didn't place that in a very good way in his light. And he needed some support through that. And he reached out to me. I don't know why, I guess, cause I was the head of children's services and asked me some advice and we became really good friends in over 18 years. We've been best of friends. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. It's funny how things happen. He's a great man. That is amazing. And he wrote the foreword, which is lovely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when did you decide to make this into a book? About a year and a half, like about a year before the pandemic, we started talking about it because we were really bothered by the values of families that we were seeing on the show and that people were just losing sight of it. I mean, we were having mothers coming in of divorced families that their daughters were living half time with them and they were teaching them how to strip with them in the clubs at night and fathers who were upset about it, but had no power in it. And a daughter who was now caught in between these who kind of house values and, you know, stuff like that. Or kids who were out on the streets and parents didn't care or they were given up on their children. You know, we were just seeing a, just a crumbling of this foundation of values. And then the pandemic hit and it got even worse. Wow. So we decided to do something. And that's where he's shifting next as he ends this part of his career. He's starting a 
to have the part him and I, and we're going to start looking at values of families and being out in the field more and doing that kind of stuff. Wait, explain that a little bit more. That was very big. Was that on purpose? Um, no, no, no. He can't, his show is done. He, yeah. His season ended right. and we're going to be moving on to, he's going to do a primetime show. Oh, okay. Going to be focused more on family values and the how to rebuild family values and the and how the political scene is maybe eating away at them or mm. people don't realize they're voting for people who are not really supporting the overall family values of our system and you know the things that are important. So that's the kind of stuff we're going to focus. And how do you deal with parents who have differing views, whether they're divorced or married, on what they think they should do with the kids? Well, again, it's it's trying to help them both understand because a lot of their own stuff gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Either they have unresolved issues from their divorce or jealousy or anger or money issues. It's about the best interest of their child. So if they can both be brought to the table to make a decision that's in the best interest of that child, then they're seeing that they have to put themselves aside because what might be right for an angry mom or an angry dad is not going to be best for that child. So focusing on the best interest of a child, which is what we do in child welfare. When we try to place a child, what is in the best interest of that child? Whether we take them out of that home or we support the parents to become better and stronger, but it's always in the best interest of a child. Do you feel like in the process of helping all these other kids, in some way you've healed yourself? Absolutely. Yes. And I learn every day more about myself and how to heal myself and the meaning of things. And I value more about the parenting I did get instead of the parenting I thought I didn't get. Mm-hmm. And I see the value of love in different ways. That's lovely. It's so nice. Yeah. Do you think that this will become some sort of series? Did you love writing a book? Is this like your thing? Do you want to have like tons more books now? Or are you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm also going to do some primetime specials mm-hmm. on family values and stuff. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to start my podcast up again with different celebrities that we're going to interview about their families and their family values. So we can start to get it out there about how to build family values, how to shift them, how to strengthen them. And if you don't have them, how to recognize them and build them. I was at some event once and they they had us like go through and circle adjectives that describe our family or like things that are really important to us and then like put them up on the bulletin board, which I guess I did because I still have it like there yeah. underneath like 57 schedules. And I was like, what was that from again? I know that's just one mechanism of of getting everybody literally on the same page. But do you, what do you feel about, about exercises like that? Well, I think it's wonderful because when people write things out and see them concretely, it really resonates better with them. Because it's easy to say, oh, I love my family. My family's crazy, but I love them. But when you really have to sit down and think about adjectives and ways to describe your family and the things that they do for you, feelings-wise, it's impactful. And you see it and you can keep it. And as you see, you see it over and over again and it reinforces it. So I think it's very important. So I live here in New York most of the time. Um, also in LA, I'm opening a bookstore there this weekend, actually. Hi. Yeah. It's it's in Santa Monica on Montana on the 11th. Oh, okay. So if you need a book, but I am also on the board of the Child Mind Institute here. And Dr. Harold Kopowitz is like, you know, the person to call when a New York kid is like having a big issue. Are you the guy in LA? (laughs) Yes. We have a patient together. You do. Okay. Yeah. Because it's a family that comes in both cities. Okay. Well, people are often asking me for referrals when their children are having issues. And and there's also so much shame a lot of the time around it. Like I... 
you know, a quiet email, like don't, or don't tell anyone, but I, you know, I'm so sorry. I have to bother, but I have an issue. And I'm like, it's not a bother. You know, I, um, it's, it's also debilitating when a child is going through something and you don't know how to help them. Yeah. I mean, that's no matter how much a parent can or can't love or doesn't know how they still love their child. I know that. And they, they are devastated when they cannot help their child and they're, they're suffering in front of them. So yes, I know it's shameful, but the stereotype has to be broken, and that's part of the message that I'd like to get out there. And how do you how do you scale all of this? I know obviously there's the book and the show and everything, but do you do any sort of training for other people, you know, on the psychiatry side, or is there a special way that you run your practice that's particularly effective that you can you can get out to communities where they don't have a you or a Dr. Kopwitz or whoever? Well, I um, teach at UCLA in the psychiatry and child psychiatry programs, the training right. program. So we get it out that way. And then we do community forums. I used to do through DCFS, the child welfare system. We go to different communities throughout the LA region and we do them on a regular basis where we pull the community together and just like lecture on something and then answer a ton of questions. So we still do that. And then my podcast. Awesome. And what is the most important thing? Let's say there's somebody just starting out. They really want to help kids. What's the most important thing in being a child psychiatrist that this that the caregiver must have in treating children a better sense of themselves and where they came from and why they're doing this because if they're not doing it for the right reason they're not going to be effective they miss the forest through the tree so understanding themselves as best as they can is the best thing to do do you share your story with your patients ever like when i was a boy blah 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 i do sometimes with certain ones other ones i don't but when i need to i do absolutely or I share stories about me as a parent with my child. Mm-hmm. They understand it. I work parents, so they understand they're not alone. I, you know, we all share the pain. Yeah. Wow. Wonderful. Okay. Well, Dr. Sophie, thank you. Family values, reset trust, mm-hmm. boundaries, and connection with your child. I think the work you're doing is really amazing. And um, it's a good thing that you, you know, missed the original class because think I mean, of the too, people so. who, are, who have been helped. So it's really wonderful. I, Thank you. Have a safe trip in up to LA. Thank you. Okay. Right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 